0: So this morning, um, we are gathered here. We are gathered here above everything else to praise our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to praise God our Father and the Holy Spirit. But it also happens to be the same day when the rest of the culture around us, and and us as well, are gathering to remember and to honor those who have served and sacrificed, uh, not just their livelihoods, but also their very lives, uh, to protect the way that we live here in Kenda. This week, as I've been, actually the last couple of weeks, as I've been praying and, and listening to God's word and looking for uh, the place to begin speaking from, I was drawn to Romans uh, chapter 12, verse 9 to 11, and began thinking about how do we, in light of God's word, how do we respond? And I was thinking about how do we take the, the words that we'll speak about this morning, Uh, the words that we'll think about uh, over in Proctor about peace, how do we take that and move beyond just food for thought and move to response? How do we move beyond gratitude for the men and women who have served and who continue to serve, whether it's in the military or first responders or law enforcement? How do we move beyond gratitude for what they've done and what they are doing to response? To not just, to giving more than giving thanks for the peace that they have, Uh, served to protect for us, but also cultivate that peace, our role here, the people that they uh, have been protecting. How do we cultivate that peace here in our community? I mean, we look around us and the world is broken and people need to love each other. And I think it's up to us as the church, the followers of Jesus, to model this for everyone else, to be leaders in cultivating this peace, to be leaders in loving not only each other here in this room, but also our community. I know it's not easy. I know we, uh, the conversations that I've had with some of you and heard of between, between yourselves, and it's not always easy. We have differences. We have political differences here in this room. We have ideological differences here in this room. In this room, we have different ideas, different thoughts about theology, about the best way to follow Jesus. Even different preferences about the paint on the walls. There are differences that happen in a church. I recognize that. But nonetheless, nonetheless, we are called by God, commanded by Jesus to love one another. Listen to these words that Paul wrote to another church that also had differences to a church in Rome that was filled with Jews who had converted to Christianity or who had believed that Jesus was their Messiah. Worshipping alongside Romans who were originally worshiping Roman gods and other sorts of uh, Mediterranean religions. And they're all gathered together in this small church trying to work out their differences about food, uh, food restrictions, whether they eat kosher or not, which days to celebrate, which days to not. And so Paul, writing to the church, he says this to them He says, Don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong hold tightly to what is good love each other with genuine affection with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other never be lazy but work hard and serve the lord enthusiastically rejoice in our confident hope be patient in trouble keep on praying when when god's people are in need be ready to help them always eager to practice hospitality these are the words that he's giving to this small group of christians now the thing is, and this is why I think it's so important for us, this is not the first we're not the first community to wrestle with these questions of how do we love each other well. Paul's saying to this group of Christians, truly love each other. Actually, in literally in, in Greek he says, love each other without hypocrisy. So essentially saying, say that you love people, and then live that you love them. Let the way that we live, the way that we treat each other, line up with the words that we say about loving each other. He goes on to say then, Hate evil and cling to, grab onto, hold onto, and never let it go, the things that are good, the things that are good among us. And so some of you might be thinking, what does this look like? You know, practically, Jason, what does it look like in our lives? So Paul says, he says, In brotherly love for one another, be devoted, devoted to it. In honor, hold each other above yourself. In a sense, he's saying, um, have a competition to see who can honor others above themselves more. In diligence, in work, don't be lazy. Don't rely on the work of each other, but contribute. In spirit, or in the spirit, he's saying, be zealous, be on fire in terms of the spirit, of the Holy Spirit in us. In the Lord, and I think he's talking about Jesus here, in Jesus, keep serving. In hope, the hope that we have in Christ, eternal hope, keep rejoicing. Don't forget it. In trouble, whether it's persecution or trouble or things going wrong in our lives, keep enduring it. Stay faithful. In prayer, keep praying all the time. Fervently praying. In the needs of the church, of one another, keep sharing. Keep looking out for one another. And hospitality, keep striving for it. Hospitality with each other, but also especially hospitality with the people from our community. Keep welcoming people by the way we treat them. See, the thing is, I don't know if we hear this enough, but we, the church, we are God's plan A for creation. We're the plan <laughs> church, to be role models, to be the ones who are cultivating God's kingdom. It's interesting, I was, this last week, or maybe two weeks ago, I was watching this TV show, it's about um, uh, Special Forces uh, soldiers, Uh, it's an American show, and one of their soldiers died, and a whole half of the episode was about the funeral, and about all these really tough military guys gathering together with their spouses or girlfriends and, and putting you know making casseroles and taking care of uh, the, the woman, the, the widow who was left. And after all, they all had brought all their casseroles and all their food and all their care uh, for the wife, um, one of the girlfriends who was new to the situation, she's talking with uh, one of the soldiers and she said to him, "This is amazing. I've never seen anything like this. She said, where I come from, she is a, as a student, like a Ph.D. student and works in a college or university. She says, this would never happen. Maybe a few people might comfort you, but you'd be on your own. And she said, how do you guys do this? And the guy is a soldier, so not especially, uh, this guy specifically, not especially a deep think. He just says, you know, it's just what we do. It's how we do things here. And I immediately began thinking about the church. Uh, not that we're special forces people, but... Um, but that we drop things to care for one another. And I know we don't always do it perfectly. I know sometimes some of us feel like we've been left, um, let fall through the cracks. But I've also seen the ways that when something happens, we as a church drop what we're doing and gather around those who are hurting. I was thinking just a couple of weeks ago at Naomi's funeral and how as a church we gathered around Willem and Colleen Many people dropped what they did for that week um, and showed up here to support them, to help them. That's when we as a church, that's when we shine. That's how we're called to lead in our community. I say all of this in light of Remembrance Day. As we gather today, uh, later this morning, to remember and to honor and to say thank you to those who have served. And this morning, I, I am... I feel called to be more than grateful. More than grateful for those who are protecting or who have protected the peace that we enjoy, but also called as a people, as a church, to lead in cultivating that peace in our community. This is where the church comes in. The world needs us. And I know they're probably the last to admit it. And despite all the stereotypes that they make of us as being judgmental, or closed-minded. The world needs us, followers of Jesus. But they don't need us to be judgmental. They don't need us to be hypocritical about our faith. They need us to faithfully follow Jesus, to truly love each other, and to cultivate this peace. Paul talked about it to the church in Corinth. He called it a ministry of reconciliation. We are called to be reconcilers in our community. I believe that truly loving will grow us as a church, truly loving one another. It will help each of us grow in our faith because loving people, especially people who are hard for us to love, grows us in patience and kindness and faithfulness. But not only that, but it provides a place for each of us to grow in our knowledge of Jesus. It's hard to grow, it's hard to grow in your faith when you feel like the Christians around you are cool or judgmental or like they exclude you? It's important for us. Not only do we grow in faith, but the church around us grows in faith. Whether we're gathering together in small groups or gathering together to pray or whether we're gathering together here on Sunday mornings to worship God together. If we will grow in love, this church will grow spiritually. We'll grow in our love and how well we follow Jesus. But I also see, too, that this church will grow in terms of people from our community coming here and staying here. We find that people around us, people um, come with questions. And if we will truly love each other, God will use us to grow his kingdom. We see it. We see people who come here and they have questions about life. Life has beat them down and they are lost. They feel lost. And so they show up here one last-ditch effort to see if they can find meaning. And when they walk through the doors, and as Nicolo Pio said, they walk through the doors and they find this warm church, it's meaningful for them. It's significant. And sometimes it's just a thing that they start staying, that they keep coming back, because of the way that we love each other and care for them. God will use us to cultivate his kingdom here in this church by the way we love one another, not only growing our faith, but the faith of those who join us here. But he'll also use us through ministries in our community to cultivate peace, to cultivate the fullness of his peace, his shalom. This morning is an example of that. Because this church is here, I am here. And because I am here, I am invited to come and speak for the rest of our, to the rest of our community about cultivating this peace that I believe Jesus gives us. God is using us, this church, to cultivate his kingdom in our community. But we have to keep loving each other. Like I said, the community around us will never admit it. But the world needs the church. So this morning, we begin. We begin by honoring those who have served and sacrificed to protect peace. But I'm convinced that we can't just stay there. Especially we, the church, can't just stay there. That we can't just take it for granted, but actually that we, as a church, continue to cultivate this peace among us. We are God's plan A. You are it. We are how God uh, plans to build His kingdom in our community. So this morning, let us do that. Follow Jesus faithfully. Truly love one another and cultivate his peace, not only here among us, but also in our community around us. Amen. This morning we're going to uh, respond with one more song, but after that, at 10.15, we're going to be going together. uh, As much as you're able uh, to gather over at Proctor uh, for the Remembrance Day uh, ceremony there, you're all invited. Uh, It would be great uh, to see us there cultivating peace in our community.